Hebrews 6, 13 through 20. For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself, saying, Surely I will bless you and multiply you. And thus Abraham, having waited patiently, obtained the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves, and in all their disputes, an oath is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, Amen. We who have fled, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. This is the word of the Lord. Man, and thanks be to God for this word. Amen. Well, what an amazing passage today. I'm I'm joined remotely. I'm actually in Memphis. Jackson's yeah. at, at the nest in ATL. Um, but gosh, what what a amazing passage today as we continue through Hebrews. You know, one of the themes and and fr- some of the phrases that keep popping up throughout this book are like hold fast and hold fast to your Mm. confidence and you know a lot of this like endure 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 hold on sort of language and obviously today um it it delves into that but i think it actually unpacks it in a really helpful way so jackson what are your what are your thoughts on the passage yeah thank you so we've got another one of those passages that i think is meant to uh cause us to have a sort of certainty in God Mm. and the relationship that we have in him. Uh, Ultimately, I think safety and confidence and assurance are what is being communicated. And it's being Mm -hmm. done through this whole uh, conversation about Abraham and by oaths. Uh, Really where my mind was drawn as I was considering this passage is, is back all the way to Genesis 15. Um, if, if you're not familiar with that passage, it's one of the really big passages where uh, God makes a covenant with Abraham. Hmm. And it's it's one of those passages where God takes Abraham and he takes him out and says, hey, look, here are all the things I'm going to give. And yeah. they're just incredible things. It's yeah. like, I'm going to uh, give you descendants as numerous as uh, the, the sea on the seashore. I'm going to give you descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to cause you to be a blessing for the nations. And he makes all of these incredible promises to Abraham that seem far too good to be true, especially yeah. considering Abraham and his age uh, and and sort of where he is at in life at that particular point. Yeah. And and so what does God do? He enters into a covenant with Abraham, and there's this this interesting thing. Uh, that happens towards the end of chapter 15 where he ratifies that covenant. And, and so um, Hebrew or Genesis 15 tells us that uh, Abraham uh, goes mm-hmm. to sleep. Uh, it gets late and, uh, and, and the Lord uh, 
essentially provides all of the things necessary for the covenant. Uh, and then uh, he has a flaming torch passed between uh, two pieces of animals that, that were prepared uh, in this sort of covenant-making ceremony. And, and long story short, what I think we're seeing in that passage was God was the one who made the covenant. God was the one who swore by mm-hmm. himself. God was the one who provided all of the stuff of the covenant. It wasn't like Abraham was bringing anything to the equation except yeah. to receive it yeah. and to accept it by faith. Yeah. And so fast forward now to Hebrews uh, chapter six, and it seems like we have something similar happening here again. Uh, you know, God is making an Abraham, uh, making a covenant with Abraham, and he's swearing by himself. Uh, he mm-hmm. is uh, saying, hey, I'm putting my name on the line. And in so doing, what, what he's essentially saying is, is that the covenant that I'm making with you and now the covenant of grace that is being extended to all people in Christ, this is the sort of covenant that cannot be broken. Like it, it cannot be messed up. And therefore, you can have strong confidence. Uh, you can actually have assurance if you are in Christ that you're good and you can rest now. And, and so it's one of those passages that if we kind of get the character of God and we get the links by which God is willing to go in order to enter into a relationship with us and maintain that relationship, then I feel like we would just be profoundly blessed. Yeah, that's, that's a great word. I, you know, with the Abraham story, I love that Abraham was asleep when God made the covenant with him. Um, like there was like of, of the times where God like actually appears to Abraham bodily. Um, Abraham actually like can't even contribute anything in that ceremony. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's like so significant. Um, and, and, you know, to your point, I, I think like when there's all this language, you know, these commendations to, to hold fast and to persevere, mm-hmm. it's easy to get into this white knuckle mindset of right. like, this is resting on me now, you know? And, and um, what's really helpful for me is kind of, distinguishing between the ideas of free grace and earned grace. And I kind of flip into this like earned grace mentality where it's like, God is gracious, but like I have to earn and sustain his grace to me. And, and, you know, I I just think that this passage shows so much freedom that the foundation of our hope is that it's actually built on God's covenant with himself. Mm -hmm. And while we are invited into this covenant with God, uh, God is far too wise to to allow us to be a determining factor of if it holds true. And um, Jackson, I've told you about how one of the really life changing moments of my life was at a really really low point reading Deuteronomy six, where Moses mm-hmm. reminds the people of Israel, God does not He's not being faithful to you. He didn't bring you out of Egypt because you're some great nation. You're the least of all nations. But it's because he loves you and is being faithful to his promises. And and so we see all throughout the scripture narrative that the foundation of God's redemption for his people is his own covenant with with himself, which which is such a great great freedom and a great promise for us to rest in and then pursue obedience and faithfulness to him out of. And um, I'm reading right now, I'm reading a novel called Gilead by Marilyn Robinson. Mm-hmm. And, and it is it is a wonderful, wonderful book. Um, 
but it, it's basically a memoir written as a, a letter. It's a fictional like letter from a father to his son. And I, just like an hour ago, I read this line um, where he's kind of pontificating, and he basically says like, you know, I, I've kind of begun to realize like you're really not any more fair or like beautiful than any of the other like young boys in this town. But I, I've come to realize I love you because of your existence. Mm. And, and I, I thought that, that that just like was such a gut punch to me. And, um, and I think that's such a great, you know, way to, to encapsulate fatherly love is like, right. it doesn't rest on this like aesthetic beauty or cuteness or, or obedience uh-huh. or anything. Like, it's just like, you love your boys because they exist, you know, right. like, because, and, and I think like God, he, he looks at us, he, he's set his love on us. He, he's made us in his image. And no matter how we distort that and mar that, it, it, it's because of his creation of us. And then his creation of this covenant that he's bound up in his own good will and good character that he loves us. And, um, and, and so, you know, that, I'm sure we've all seen that verse about we have this anchor for our soul, like, you know, like we've seen that in white cursive on like shiplap uh, <laughs> kitchen Lobby. decoration. Yeah, Hobby Lobby. Um, but really, like, that's such a profound statement that like our hope is anchored in the fact that God's covenant is, is God's covenant that we're invited into. So. Yeah, that's so good, Will. It, it makes me think of this line uh in, in verse 18 we who have fled for refuge oh, might yeah, have strong that encouragement. Is a great line. and and to to your uh to, to the gilead point that you're making you know fatherhood has taught me so much about the character of god and and i think about my my sons i've got three boys and you know when they get in trouble one of them james my my second uh if he gets in trouble his impulse is to just dive into my arms hmm. and he wants to be comforted whenever he's in trouble. He wants to know that his dad loves him and mm. his dad cares for him and he's safe. Gosh. And I so desperately want that to be the impulse of my boys that when they get in trouble, they, they say, okay, I want to run to dad. I want to run mm. to him and find refuge in him. Amen. And, and, and I think about this idea of covenant making and enter into a relationship based on promise well, if we're tasked with bringing something to that relationship and that equation, when we're talking about a holy God and our finitude, then we're going to be in a world of hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't have anything to bring. All we bring is our filthy rags. And, and yet, because of God's goodness, because he is willing to take up both sides of the, of the equation, both sides of the covenant, he's willing to swear by himself, uh, we can flee to him as our refuge and have strong encouragement to hold fast. And we can have him as the sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. We can flee to him as a son flees to a father because of his goodness and because of his might, because of his grace, because of his worthiness. And um, yeah, it, it, it makes me want to be the sort of son that flees to his father uh, knowing that his father loves him. And his father mm-hmm. cares for him. Yeah. Amen. Well, a really great word um, from Hebrews today. And, and may we yeah. just all rest in that. 
encouragement that that God's favor and his goodness is not bound up in who we are and what we do, but it's bound up in, in his his own uh, faithfulness to himself. So Jackson Randall, I'm Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.